Without Christ in your life, all life is futile. Futile. Incapable of producing any useful result. Pointless. That's what we talk about today. Frivolous, unimportant. That's it. Well, welcome to Crossroads Community Church's uh, podcast here on uh, Wednesday afternoon is probably usually when you get this, but we are so glad that you're here. I'm Steve Hollis, and right across from me is Eddie Hammond. Good to see you this morning. You too, Stephen. Well, it is, uh, it's not a pointless and futile day if you're found in the Lord. Uh, because your efforts are going towards bigger and, and broader things in the kingdom. And uh, even when you spill half of your blueberry cobbler coffee in the car, like I did this But morning. that was a good thing because that's going to be the aroma that <laughs> fills your nostrils every time you get in that car from now, and the sun will bake it out. It's too. a lot oh. better than milk. Oh, it is. I, we've done milk before. That was a bad gig. Mm. I did happen to bring, I, I'm just full of blueberry uh, uh, gifts this morning. I uh, stopped by the Casey's General Store and uh, I, I brought in a, a, a blueberry muffin for Eddie and a, and a coffee of uh, blueberry cobbler coffee. It's a it's a limited time offer uh, there, Casey's, but uh, I've enjoyed it. It's pretty yeah, good. It's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I'm sure that in, in moments, just few moments, they're going to be turning into some kind of pumpkin spice over there. Oh yeah, uh, I'm not into pumpkin. Like I no, me either. And even I was very surprised with this coffee. I was. It's not so crazy bold that that uh, you can't drink it, and uh, it's just got a neat flavor. Bouquet, bouquet. Yeah. isn't that what they say? A, a bouquet. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's been, it's good. So uh, I'm, we're all blueberried up here. I think my shirt's got a little blueberry on it, so I got blueberry clone on. Uh, coffee's gonna be, or the uh, car's gonna be smelling like uh, blueberry. I'm set. <laughs> so um, I'm glad that I didn't get burnt. I guess that's the biggest thing there. But uh, I digress. Um, and I don't mean to pull that into, but uh, just a little information there, I guess. But um, we hope that your life and your day has started off with the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Um, really, honestly, anything that happens in our life, as we turn it immediately over to God, as we continue to do these things where we are just uh, focused on Him, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So things like that, when that happens... Um, I wasn't. I didn't feel good for a good three to four seconds, and I chose to find joy even in the midst of it. Thankfully, I wasn't burnt, and so I gave God praise for that and uh, thanked okay. Him for That's the fact good. that I wasn't. Now you won't have to go sue Casey's for burning you. That's true. <laughs> you know that happened. El caliente. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, um... As we get started here today, we're going to be talking about the fact of how life can be futile. Um, when you even are putting other things in purpose, if it's not lined up with the kingdom work, if it's not lined up with the joy of the Lord, it's, it's just not lined up in helping to uh, support uh, this fullness that God has in your, in your life, then it really is coming down to futile. Uh, measures and that's what Solomon has found. So anyway, we're going to pray about that and pray for God uh, to uh, just lead us through this podcast 
and let's do that now. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time already. It's it's been fun to to just chat, to just um, involve ourselves in life, and this podcast has been that. It's been one of those things where people can listen in, and we talk about the relevant measures, the relevant things in our life that that you are trying to uh, pack in the goodness of your scriptures, of your word, of the Holy Spirit work uh, in our lives and the kingdom. And so I just pray for that today, that you will have your way in this podcast, that you will be glorified and edified, and we just are are, um, submitting this time to you. So Lord, I pray that you would lead it and guide it, direct it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the Cardinal fans, they're all up and in the air this morning. They're playing the Dodgers tonight in a one-game playoff. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. I, I don't, you know, when playoffs come, uh, it, it's always fun to watch teams that you don't usually watch. Just to kind of see, especially when your team's not in it. <laughs> Poor Cubbies fans. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But uh, it is fun to just kind of watch uh, how they uh, you know how the teams kind of like try to step up, and so who are you rooting for? That you've got a Dodgers hat on. Well, I was given this hat. Yes, and uh, I I have a huge confession to make. Oh, okay. uh, huge, huge confession, man! And nobody will hear it, I'm sure, on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but it, my whole life, if the Cubbies were not in it and the Cardinals were, I always cheered for the Cardinals. Because I never was an American League fan. In the 60s, they played the Yankees a lot in World Series. I was always for the Cardinals. Actually, I even had a favorite Cardinal, uh, Bob Gibson, that pitcher. I loved that guy. I liked to watch him. And So evidently, I probably have cheered more for the Cardinals over the years than the Cubs. Oh, man. Because they're my second team. I, I mean, that, I most see. of the time, that's just the opposite. They, you know, they, but anyhow. This is... Uh, this kind is very unusual. interesting kind of, information. Kind of unusual. I wonder so. if this this connects with your personality type and all the things that yeah, I don't know, you would find out with a DIC, DISC uh, personality test. Yeah, I just it, might, took, it might. I had to take one for seminary class, so that's why it's on my mind. But DI, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> the disc, yeah. right? Well, okay. Well, okay. So you're telling me that you're wearing a, a Dodgers hat. But you're going to root for the Cardinals. This is just in honor of Guy Smiley. That, that's what I call Dennis. <laughs> Dennis Miles, Guy Smiley. Remember Guy Smiley uh-huh. on his Muppet show? Oh, yeah. He bought His son bought him this hat, and because his head was too too small, he gave me this. To, he bought this in Dodger Stadium. Juan Laredo would be proud of me. Juan, the pastor Juan Laredo, uh, former pastor of the He's Nazarene He's a big Dodger Church, fan. Who is uh, here in Sullivan. Uh, is now in the pastor of the Nazarene Church in Champaign, uh, Illinois, just down on the off the university area. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's a big Dodger fan. Yeah, for sure. But it all boils down to life without Christ is <laughs> totally futile. You see that transition, folks? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. It's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who wins the ball. Yeah, game, it's the know, truth. That's the point. But. <laughs> As God looks at the heart, First Samuel sixteen seven, the Lord doesn't make decisions the way you do. Boy, is that true? People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at a person's thoughts and intentions. Uh, I like that clip Sunday about that guy named Cookies. Oh yeah. So that was uh, 
<laughs> that was really it really fit the bill so to so, speak. So let's just describe that real quick um, for those that did not get a chance to see that clip. Uh, go ahead and describe that. Well, a guy walks into a coffee shop and it, it, it didn't show you at first. He goes and sits down and there's a box of open cookies sitting on the table and uh, the guy that walked in thought they were his. Well, he yeah he so he bought a coffee and and, uh, and, a, and a package of cookies yeah. right okay yeah so uh, the guy sitting across from him uh, reaches over and starts eating him cookies and man he looks at him funny <laughs> the guy pushes him toward him a little bit and he gets another one there's down to one last cookie and the, the guy across the table breaks it in half and gives him half and this guy you could tell he didn't say anything but he was upset because he thought that guy was eating his cookies. He gets ready to leave, and he goes to pick up his paper, and there was his cookies under that paper. So in all actuality, he was eating that other guy's cookies. And that yeah. guy was real generous and let him do it. Yeah, so the, the guy whose actual cookies was just smiling and eating a cookie, and every time that the other guy would take a cookie, he would take a cookie, and he'd just smile. And, you know, and, and then this guy that was thinking that it was his cookies... That the cookies were underneath yeah. his paper. He was getting mad every yeah, time the yeah. other guy would take a yeah, cookie out of his box, and it and he just thought it was his all the time. But that guy got up and left. So when he found his, he was wrong. <laughs> he that guy was gone. So he walked over and gave him to a girl at this other. So this other complete table. paradigm shift, right? You know, you're yeah, thinking one thing, had to completely think a different way. Yeah, that's good. Solomon uh, had. Uh, admitted his inability to find satisfaction in intellectual pursuits, comic relief and building projects, and sensual pleasures. Although some of these pursuits produced good feelings for a time, all of them were vanity and striving after the wind, Ecclesiastes 2. And that's what he always goes back to. So it, his search continues. He's, he's still trying to find, actually, I believe, that the meaning and purpose of life. He's still... He knew what it was, but he wasn't admitting it. He knew it was with God, but he was going all the way around God, trying to find it in other ways. He he recounts three of the the roots that that he took on what he discovered along the way. And root one was wisdom compared to foolishness. He 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 explored the fact of living at a wise person or living like a foolish person, but. When it all come down to the end, it didn't matter because either one of them dies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you live foolish or wise because you're all you're going to die. So that was the point. And you know, you talk about that and, and people in life uh, how they see things. I think you know. I think we think both we're going to be here forever. Verse fourteen there in, uh, in chapter two says, "One fate befalls them both: death." That's it. It's that's and that and that's, that's ultimate why, and that's the ultimate mm-hmm. and as he said you, you you go out to cemetery here and see some of them old graves uh most people's all been forgotten you know i i mentioned will hayes and whatever he's famous not very many people so and i bet there's nobody in high school kids that would even very know few that. <clears throat> very few there might be a few but not not very many and said, probably the only reason why they would know is because of Stacy was telling Stacy, <laughs> Stacy knows it. <laughs> she, she tells her kids. Route two, the immediate compared to the ultimate. Since satisfaction was not found in wise living, perhaps it could be uh, gained through the joy of leaving one's 
wealth and inheritance to somebody else. But then he got to thinking about that. Well, I don't know how they're going to spend that money. Mm-hmm. Would this? I, I suppose that sometimes we think about that. It it, it could be a detriment. Um, what's the guy? Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. billionaire. Yeah. He told his kids and grandkids, "I will pay for a college education, and that's it. No more." Wow. So he gave them that much. Yeah. They had to earn their own way after that, and he had enough money for everybody. But he—that was right. probably a, a wise thing on his part that mm-hmm. he did that. Mm-hmm. Of course, some of his relatives made him mad. Of course, they thought they was going to be in for a long, easy right. ride, but it didn't right. work that way. And I think Solomon—and that's what he was—he was thinking about. And he thought, even if I do this, it. It'll be futility. And then route three was this, daily work compared to evening relief, which means uh, that, that he said uh, in verse 22 and 23, For what does a man get in all his labor and in his striving with which he labors under the sun? Because all his days are, his task is painful and grievous. Even at night his mind does not rest. This too is vanity. Hmm. You know, you talk about working hard and whatever, working yourself to death to amass a lot, and then you're just going to leave it to somebody else, and you don't know how they're going to, how they're going to, if they're going to be wise with it or not. Right, right. The story goes on in his life. He had a son named Rehoboam that uh, he, that took over after Solomon was gone, and he chose foolish counsel. Um, he he. Civil war started. He got into it with the Egyptians. Then he had to pay a bunch of money. So here was Solomon that built this temple with all these ornate gold items within it. He had to take all that gold and give it to that Egyptian king so they wouldn't attack him. So that was Solomon got a you know he that he was right when he when he was talk, talking about that. Actually, it, it seems there is no way we can obtain meaning, value, purpose in our lives. But Ecclesiastes so far. Every path we have explored has led only to emptiness and despair. And then we ask ourselves, is there no enjoyment in life? Is there no joy? Well, Solomon starts to get, get some insight. And he, he, got, he, he got three flashes of insight as we go along in Ecclesiastes. The first flash of insight was this. There is nothing inherent in humanity that makes it possible for us to extract enjoyment and purpose from the things that we do. Hmm. He says, There is nothing in a man to eat and drink and tell himself that his labor is good. Ecclesiastes 2.24 We we don't have the capacity to draw genuine joy out of life. It's not, it's not in us. It, it has to come through our relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit has to generate that mm-hmm. true joy. True joy, true peace, and whatever. I mean, we can't do it on our own. Second flesh of insight was this. Enjoyment is God's personal gift. It is something that he gives believers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have Christ, you'll never be content completely. There will always be something missing. You know, we talked about that God hole right. all the time that we have. And only, only God can fill that. And that's... Enjoyment is God's personal gift to us as humans. Mm. And then the third flesh of insight was this. Those who are right with God derive the benefit of everybody else's labor. God blesses us through other people is the point. You know, the, the, it's very interesting as we look at these three insights. You know, we see 
first of all, just to, to real quick recap, I know you just said them, but the fact is that it makes uh, the extracting of enjoyment, right? So there's this, it's it's futile. It's uh, the, the purpose from the things that we do, uh, it's all this self, um, involvement right it's it's mm -hmm. it's this self like what do i need to do for myself to really receive uh this joy of life for this all of this and so when we think about those areas in our lives in this relevant way so we we take solomon what he was doing we we come up to 2021 here and we're in the midst of this life and and um we're thinking about the, the, the ways that we not only can sustain, but, but we're thinking about, okay, how can I, how can I feel that joy? How can I um, get beyond this, um, you know, maybe I've just been, I've been depressed, or maybe I've been uh, worried, or I've been, um, you know, COVID's got me down, and I've, yeah. I'm, I'm needing to find some joy. We pull from our our storehouses of, of thoughts of what we can do or things of the, that we can and without th this is the key without God first going before you and you mm -hmm. allowing that so taking self out of the picture then when you're doing that you're going to find completeness yeah. without doing that you're going to be on a crazy cycle like a hamster it's, you know, and that's the, the thing in this culture, we, uh, we do a lot about self-realization. Um, it's all about me. Mm -hmm. uh, what I think is all matters. That's why so many people are up in arms these days. Everybody thinks their opinions above everybody else's is the problem. Ironically, we spend billions of dollars on two things in America, our unhappiness and our amusement. That's where, that's where the money goes. Our culture is chasing the wind and landing in therapy when joy does not come in the morning. And we try to find people to fix us, where in essence only God can do that. Right. Or you can go, and I'm not saying that you don't need some people. A lot of times with counseling, it's just having somebody to vent that you trust and getting it off your chest, which is healthy. It's catharsis. It's healing. But you... You can't expect somebody else to fix you. Right, right. You can only you can do that with God. That's the only way that that happens. And you know, we come down. What's what's the answer to life? It's having a solid relationship with Christ. That's the only thing. Uh, it's the only thing that 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 really should matter for us. Really. Yet those who have Christ as the nucleus of their lives will ultimately profit from the work of others. Of course, this does not mean that Christians never travel bad roads or run into dead-end streets, but believers do have the ability to pers persevere through tough times. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. You know, and I, it's the thing with uh, following Christ that he gives us purpose and hope and, and adventure, uh, and then that, that life that is empowered by the Holy Spirit, that he... Uh, He puts these things in our lives, and they come out of us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians mm -hmm. 5. That's how we check ourselves to see where we are 
uh, with God. You know, Paul, and I mentioned Paul, uh, Apostle Paul, one of my heroes, that uh, it was just one big scar after all of his beatings and all the things that happened to him. And boy, if we could get this down in our lives, Philippians 4, 11 through 13, if we could live this, how much better life would be for us. Paul says, not that I have ever, I was ever in need, for I have learned how to get along happily, whether I am, I have much or little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secrets of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. That's in every situation in life. It doesn't matter what it is. And really, honestly, you know, you think about that. You know, you take that to your personal relationship, and you think mm-hmm. about what that would <laughs> really extend to. And it, it, wow, right? When, yeah, because nothing's left out there. That's right. And so when you when you know and work on that relationship, and I say work on it, but I mean find yourself embraced as a son or a daughter of the Most High and you are embraced by Abba Father and he, he helps you understand that you are his joy. Amen. That, Amen. You, yeah, that's... Uh, that he has placed in you uh, the very heart, that very, that, that very beating heart that is uh, the lifeline to continue on with um, the, the 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 kingdom work, but but a pure relationship. I think a lot of times we find that we try to work for God's um, acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's some people that that just have been grown up or have have grown up feeling that I've got to. I've got to make God happy. I've got to yeah. do it because I've got to work at it. I've got to work at it. I've got to do these things. I've got to make sure that I'm that I'm doing these things. And what He wants is a relationship. Yeah, that's it. And our our ability to come before the throne is only through what Jesus Christ yeah. did, and that's where all in the scriptures. I am the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. I am. That's Jesus speaking, saying, no man or woman comes to the Father except through me. I've done it. I've become the sacrifice. I have fulfilled that which God needed to have fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I've done it. The slate is clean. If you come to me, ask for forgiveness, and just lay your life down and say, I accept you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I accept. I, I don't even know where to go from here, but but I accept you, and I just turn my sins over to you, and you have blotted them out by by the blood of the that you've spilled on the cross, and all that has been covered. It's because of your power and and your sacrifice. I choose you, and God now accepts you, mm-hmm. Jew and Gentile. That is amazing. Yeah, that's for sure. And then not only that, He says. You are you are an heir unto the kingdom, and you can come to my throne. Come to me, before me, 
anytime. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be with a priest. The high priest is Jesus Christ. He's done it all. And we come before the Father and we we give Him praise. We, we lay our petitions down at His feet. We, we, we give Him ourselves. And if we do this daily, this fullness of this relationship becomes the, the filling of those holes in our life. That's for sure. The completeness. Yep. No longer is it futile, pointless. No, everything it, has purpose. Everything has purpose. Because now we're being guided by the Holy Spirit that has been placed in us because we have received Jesus Christ. The gifts are endless. Yeah. My goodness. And so I hope you hear the fullness of this message that that uh, pastors brought to us because this truly is what it's about. The fullness of what God has allowed us to have through Jesus Christ. Good stuff. And then he goes in on chapter 3 of what most people will refer to uh, in Ecclesiastes. He gives all those pairs about time. Oh, yeah. I think there's nine of them, actually. He said, there's an appointed time, this is verse 1, for everything, and there's a time for every event under heaven. Should we sing the song? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the The birds, right? Birds, turn, turn, turn. Yep. Now is the season. That's exactly where it came from. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. For everything, turn, turn, turn. And then he goes, he goes through um, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. Actually, there's 14 of them. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Uh, Two questions seem to leap from this section of Solomon's journal one of them is is this what's the profit when life is exampled and reduced to its essentials what gain or value is there in a person's endeavors the answer is none (laughs) it's what he comes up with that was and you know each pair contains a negative and a positive if you look at them close and that's exactly but there's a time for everything, and he says, under the sun. So there's a time for everything. And like you said, when we are in Christ, he will guide us what to do in that minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that section of time. And then in verses 10 through 11, he comes up with an all-important conclusion where he says, I have seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. He's made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out that work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. Let's, you know, here's the three conclusions that Solomon makes from this passage. One, God has made everything appropriate in its time. 
Two, God has put eternity in our hearts. It's there. He placed it there. We cannot discover God's eternal plan is number three. Even regardless of how hard we try, we are never going to figure God out. Mm -hmm. He is a mystery. He only lets us know what we need to know on a need-to-know basis, actually. So when we, we think about that, you know, it's time to step up to God's expectations for our lives. He has expectations for us. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16 through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So there's a time, there's a time for everything, and you know we'll, we'll go over those a little more in depth Sunday. But well, and this is and this is what we're point right, and I don't believe that we actually. Uh, said that this is what we're talking about here is the actual message uh, right. title this for this coming, coming Sunday. Sunday. What time is it? What yeah. time is it? And it's, it's not tool time. Yes, yeah, not <laughs> tool time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's that's it. That's the next part. So if you were following along there and trying to think, well, wait a minute, what he we didn't were doing. speak yeah. about that. Yeah, we um, went from chapter two to chapter three of Ecclesiastes. Right. And so uh, this next this next uh, message coming up this Sunday is is one that you'll want to be a part of uh, and be be here and study. You can study that by uh, begin to study that um, and to get a little bit more insight by studying that chapter. But um, isn't it good to know that there is a journal like this out there that was a journal by someone that was given all the wisdom, had all things at his fingertips, went for it, and yet realized that that by the example of going out there like that it all was for naught and then when it all settled down it well, and it, the it, things that we needed to do was it, grab it's gold a great God. example of millions of people in this world trying to live like Solomon right it doesn't doesn't matter if they have billions of dollars it's the matter of where you're pointed with your purpose they spend time and energy from life. Yeah. and resources on amusement and unhappiness. Trying to find, trying to find that. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, really. And I, I think sometimes even we who have been believers a while, we, we fall back on that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of course, Satan's always messing with us and trying to mess our head up and get us off track and whatever but I think uh, I think for us to live like God wants us will is a is a task that is blessed but it's a task that you have to keep after it yeah every day you can't just okay that's exactly what I was going to say <laughs> here's the thing we had said this oh I'd say a good three to four months ago I remember mentioning this we talked about how um, I think it was Oswald Chambers had mentioned in one of uh, his statements, he said something about the fact of the the most, um, the toughest part or the, uh, yeah, toughest point in our lives where we need to stay steady with Christ is in the mundane. Oh, that's exactly right, because right? that's where you falter. The everyday. So sometimes we say to ourselves, well, I just need a vacation. And then we, it's true. We need to rest. We need vacation. But sometimes I think that a lot of people think, well, I just get that vacation. And then they do that. They, they get 
renewed a little bit. They come back into their mundane life, and it's like, oh, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. I, I that's can't why, why am I even doing this? That, you know, that's why sometimes people that live like that will come on Sunday, and it'll be a big high for them. Mm-hmm. The and then Monday morning comes around. Comes back mundane morning. Monday <laughs> mundane morning. Monday. We got to yeah. coin that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly. But you're right. That's why, like you've said on a, a thousand times, you can't just worship on Sunday. Right. Whether it's music or what, don't matter. Right. Uh, so. Well, I've got. I just bought a shirt. I, I I wore it the first day that I got it. Um, I got it on a Sunday, a Saturday afternoon. Wore it the next Sunday morning, and it says on it. It's a black shirt, and, and uh, the, the name Jesus is in red, and then the rest of are in white, and it says Jesus is bigger than Sunday. Yeah. The fact is, folks, is that when you think about that, in our lives, we're going to come in on a Sunday morning corporately, and we're going to praise. We're going we're gonna to hear a good word. We're going to hear the scriptures uh, talked about and, and, and revealed to us. And there's going to be things that are going to be transformed. That is good. But when when the rubber hits the road and Monday morning comes around, who will you want on your corner, and who do you want to start off praising? Mm-hmm. Jesus is bigger yeah. than just Sunday. Yeah, Jesus sure. is in the mix, and the muddy, and the the dirt and the grime, and in the midst of the COVID, he's there. He's bigger than all of that, and we need to go there yeah. first. And uh, our relationship with him, the intimacy with God is so important. That's exactly what we've been talking about. And I hope that you've grasped that. And uh, I've definitely enjoyed continuing to talk about this. We're not done with it, for sure. And uh, appreciate that, Pastor, of, of continuing to, to study this area. Well, why don't you wrap us up with a word of prayer, would you please? Lord, we love you and we thank you for being so good to us and being such a good, good father. And Lord, we need to be continually reminded that life is futile without Christ, that because we get off, and Steve said, mundane, and that's when we, the old nature wants to take over. And uh, we forget that sometimes. So help us to be in a constant state of prayer and worship if we can. I know it's hard, but, man, it's so much better for us if we, if we keep that in mind. And time, once time is gone, we can't get it back. And I know all of us could probably state with regret the windows of opportunity that you have opened those um, divine appointments for us to be you and we failed you not always but there is sometimes lord and after it's all said and done so just keep us astute lord in the moment where we're at what we're doing and what you would have us to do because we're we all got we all got a focus we all have a path laid out for us and you set up stuff for us to be you to people so help us to be aware of that today lord yes. We love you, God, and we give you praise and glory, and we thank you for your word, because it's honest and true and open. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. We are grateful that you have uh, chosen to click that link and to uh, listen to us here today. We hope that you are grabbing uh, information uh, about your own lives, and let the Holy Spirit continue to speak to you. Look into the Word. Look into the Ecclesiastes. Study that a little bit. Dig a little deeper and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to remind you where it needs to be pointed right back to God. All the needs that you have. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks again for joining us. And until next week, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye.